This is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are so glad that you have found your way to worship here at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church on this Sunday where we celebrate Epiphany. We wish you well and pray that you have had a safe time either with those you know that are safe and close to you or those who are far away from you that you've made a creative way to be in touch with over this Christmas season. A few quick announcements before we begin with worship. Please know that our COVID task force and our staff here at Selwyn Avenue continue to pay close attention to the numbers um, regarding COVID-19 in Mecklenburg County. Therefore, we are forced to retract from all in-person gatherings here at Selwyn Avenue until uh, we have a better handle on the virus and its impact on those we love here in this community. If you're a visitor here at Selwyn, we're especially glad that you have found your way to us through Facebook Live or our website or even Spotify. We want you to know that Selwyn Avenue, uh, whether during the season of COVID or, or not, is an intergenerational, authentic community that seeks to know one another in Christ and our neighbors in authentic and real and lasting ways. We would love to get to know you better, and we will be hosting orientation classes, conversations on what it means to belong here at Selwyn. Please find information about that on our website. You could also find your way to uh, my email address, and I'm happy to give you more information about that. For those of you who have known and loved Dick and Dottie Metzler, please know that our celebration of the resurrection and um, in honor of D Dottie's life um, here on earth and resurrection beyond will be next Saturday at 11 a.m. You should find information about that in our weekly email or be in touch with the church office and we can share more about her worship, her memorial service next Saturday. If you happen to be a parent of a third grader, there's a very important Zoom meeting on the 5th of January at 7.30 regarding your child's development of faith and receiving their Bibles, which is a tradition here at Selwyn Avenue. Please be in touch with Nancy Nutter to be a part of that important conversation this January 5th. If you happen to be a young person, a youth in our church, um, or a visitor that's a youth, we have game night tonight on Zoom from 6 to 8 o'clock. Be in touch with Margo Richardson to be a part of that fun event tonight. If you're a high schooler, next week on the 10th, you are invited to a luncheon from 12 to 1. Margo has information about that. And now let us prepare our hearts to worship God. What star is this with beams so bright, more lovely than the noonday light? Descend to announce a newborn king, glad tidings of our God to As you are able, will you please join me in our call to worship? The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them has the light shined. We have beheld Christ's glory, glory as the only Son of the Father. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. amazing love is this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us because we have faith in him. We are able to declare and to approach God with confidence. So now in faith and in penitence, let us confess our sins before God in one voice. Let us pray. Glorious and merciful God, you know us. You know our hearts. You know our thoughts. You know our actions. You know our successes and our failures, that which condemns us and that which condemns us. We know ourselves too. We know the good we have done. We know how we have fallen short. We would know you better so that the burden of sin would not weigh us down. We would know you better so that the freedom of your mercy could enable us to fly. Forgive our sins and restore us to wholeness, we pray. Amen. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven.
Amen. Let us pray. God of light, reveal your word and your promise to be nourishment for our souls in this moment and in the moments to come. Amen. Well, Happy New Year's, everyone. We are officially three days into 2021, and I have not made any resolutions. I don't really consider myself that type, but I am pondering a few habit adjustments, but I didn't want to start this year with any type of added pressure. I feel as though enough has been put out of place in this past year, personally some for the better, but there are things we are still adjusting to, truths we are rectifying, rectifying and reconciling and bringing to light. I definitely went into 2020 in a certain posture and I feel as though I have changed. And I feel like a year in retrospect always seems to invite us to ponder that change in the choices that we now make. Do we act, think, respond the same way? Or have we discovered a new way? In today's text, The Coming of the Magi, we see a series of events that lead them on a journey traveling to worship the baby Jesus, where they too leave on another route from which they came. As we read and study this story, we welcome the liturgical season of Epiphany, aptly named for the celebration of the manifestation of God to the world through Jesus Christ, and also the coming of a new reign. Word becoming flesh, light in the darkness, the fulfillment of God's will and of covenant grace. How can we not be changed and challenged by such a revelation? So here now our text for today, coming from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. 
When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, well, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring word so that I too may go and pay him homage. When they, heard, when they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their country by another road. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as a child, I always pictured the wise men, the magi, as highly decorated people. Beautiful linen stitched with shimmering threads and trinkets hanging out of their camel's packs. These men lived in a distant land who came all the way to present their gifts to baby Jesus. I picture it as being something similar to a baby shower, a really divine baby shower, almost fairy tale like I mean, this seems like a magical moment. I saw the manger with Jesus being surrounded by a great aura of light, Mary and Joseph at his side, and I always had this silly idea of a sheep kissing Jesus' cheek. There were the gifts of the Magi, of which I could only remember the gold because I had no idea what frankincense and myrrh were, but the image always felt holy and peaceful beautiful yet striking, an epiphany. Webster's Dictionary has several definitions for the word epiphany. It defines it as an appearance or manifestation, especially of a divine being, an intuitive grasp of reality through something such as an event, usually simple and striking. I can hear Oprah saying, it's the aha moment. The aha moment where a linking thought or experience and an emotional reaction rings so true in our hearts and in our souls that it is ingrained in us and we are left changed. It's like that saying, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it seems that following an epiphany, we are left with a choice. These aha moments they seem to ask of us, are you going to change? Are you going to go in a different direction than which you came? Of course, we know the answer to these questions aren't always simple. 
And maybe the same path or a different path is the right choice for this moment, but it seems to still beg the question. My experiences with epiphanies is that they sometimes come quietly, unpretentious. Sometimes I realize them years later in hindsight. Other times the epiphanies come in the form of hard decisions, difficult conversations, or out of the midst of darkness. But friends, the epiphany of today is God made flesh. The physical manifestation of God with us. God's revelation of God's self entering into human history. Big, incredible, all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty God took on the form of man, beginning in the same, same way that we do as a child. Sometimes I just have to lean in and trust the majesty and the mystery of this because trying to contemplate it makes my head explode. This revelation of God as man is certainly an epiphany, but it is also the darkness in which Jesus was born into, which cannot leave us unchanged and sometimes leaves us with a choice. Maybe for you it is felt on one level or another, but nonetheless the manifestation of God to us, of God with us, is an encouraging and challenging journey. A journey for a few that began with a star. So Magi were known for their gifts of being able to read the stars and understanding astrology. The star told them that a time had come, that an event had happened. And astrologically, there is this belief that every person has a star that comes into being when they are born and is extinguished um, at death, especially regarding kings. So the Magi see the star and they begin their journey. Well, where to? Jerusalem, of course, where the current king resides to pay respect to the newborn king of the Jews. And upon arriving, they ask, where is the newborn king? And I have to imagine that just as the text dictates, King Herod, hearing this news, was troubled and perplexed maybe thinking, well, I myself was not born king of the Jews, but an, an, an elected official. Who could these men be asking about? Is my power being called into question? So calling together the Jewish religious leaders and scholars for answers, Herod asked, where is this Messiah, this anointed one to be born? The Jewish leaders turned to the Old Testament and reply, well, it says that a leader, a ruler, will come out of Bethlehem to shepherd and protect the people of Israel. And I can't imagine that upon finding this news, it comforted King Herod at all or made him happy in any capacity. In fact, we know it did the exact opposite. So he made a choice. He came up with a plan. He told the Magi, okay, you go to Bethlehem and report back to me where this child is so that I too can go and worship him. I don't believe it for a second. And in reading this story, you can see what is going on here. Herod had no intentions of worshiping or honoring the newborn king. 
but to make sure that this so-called Messiah did not cause his own demise. His power was being threatened, and he couldn't stand back and let that happen. This story, it creates a tension. From the beginning of Jesus' life, he was a threat to the powers of Rome. As an infant, the earthly powers that be were after him just a mere time after he was born. This moment of Emmanuel, God with us, reveals the tension between the worldly king and the heavenly king. Two different ways. Shirley Guthrie, a professor at Columbia Theological Seminary, says this about the Gospels. John tells us when Jesus comes, the light shines in the darkness. Matthew and Luke tell us just what the darkness is into which the light shines. Choosing to rule with fear and power the darkness of corrupt government, oppressive leaders, and death, God stands for none of that. God questions the status quo, and Jesus came to live it out. Aha! The choices, actions, and responses of Jesus would make his ministry uh, represented a flourishing humanity for all, not systemic hierarchy. His message is about the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of Rome. Theologian and professor Daniel Migliori expressed the Gospel of Matthew in this way. Matthew depicts Jesus as the authoritative messianic teacher whose exposition of the law brings to light a new and higher righteousness and whose life and death fulfill the promises of the Old Testament. And although in this text Jesus is not old enough to espouse powerful and salvific teachings, this story and his presence is setting the scene of what will come in the new reign. A different way of living. Choosing to love your neighbor, caring for the orphan, power belonging to God and all the people. Choosing to find life with those on the margins. This kind of radical love and hospitality, this revelation begs a response from us. Does it not? The wise men follow the star until they come upon a home where the star, the star seems to have stopped. In Greek, it says that they rejoiced with joy. And upon entering the home, they see the baby wrapped in bands of cloth, not royal linens, with his mother Mary. The epiphany is before them. The aha moment. The Magi kneeled to honor and worship this babe, and opening their treasure chest offered him kingly gifts of gold and frankincense. Following this, they were divinely warned in a dream not to return to Jerusalem, but to leave on another route. We don't hear any more about the Magi how their lives went going forward, if they ever saw King Herod again, or if they told people about Jesus. But we do know that they traveled a different way home. The truth is they had a choice. Even though they were warned, they could have gone back to Jerusalem and shared the story of seeing Jesus. 
but they had a choice to make, which road to take following their epiphany. And I'm not saying it's the right or wrong decision, but simply that they were left with one. And whether it was the sight of baby Jesus, the fear of King Herod, God's warning in the dream, the route was shorter, maybe more scenic, we don't know, but something in them changed and they left a different way. Following an epiphany, sometimes the choice is simple or hard or challenging. Maybe it's uncomfortable and causes us to really change our ways. Or maybe we wish that we could have a divine dream. We pray and pray and all we hear is silence. We don't have a warning before a decision needs to be made. And sometimes we don't have an alternate route. We have to face the hard stuff head on, but knowing that God is with us. In that even in the darkness, there is still light, and we can choose to be the light. Friends, a lot has changed and challenged us in the past year. And a lot of that was not tied up in a neat bow by midnight on December 31st. But life isn't neat and orderly like we Presbyterians like it to be. But the epiphany of God with us invites us to be open and to respond. How is God calling us to respond in this new year? Do we go back the way we came or do we lead on a different road? Amen. This morning we pray from Psalm 119. Please join me in prayer. O Lord of stars and light, if our way is your way, what does that mean? O that our ways may be steadfast in keeping the laws of your faith. If our way is your way, we praise you with steady and upright hearts. For your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. As the year turns anew, we pray to you, and we seek you, O Lord of stars and light. The road has been wrought with twists and turns. We treasure your word in our hearts so we might not lose our way, but it seems we have been walking this lonely path for so long. Our world is hurting. Our government leaders seem to be fighting. Our medical professionals and frontline workers are tired. We ourselves are weary and anxious. O Lord of stars and light, if our way is your way, then open our eyes so that we might be reassured, encouraged, and even surprised along the way. We long to sing out to you in praise. We dream of the day we will dance and hug and offer gifts of gratitude and celebrate for your providential grace. And yet, our souls do not cling to the dust. We are sustained by your presence and the many blessings of our lives. We keep walking. We are grieving. We cry out in frustration to be with those we love, to hug and comfort those who suffer isolation or illness. And yet our souls do not melt with sorrow. We turn toward you. Can you see us lifting our eyes? 
We keep focusing. Can you hear us? We keep praying. We keep singing. We keep hoping. Let your steadfast love enfold those who are gathered here in this moment, for those who seek direction or affirmation, for the one who doubts their significance or purpose in life, for the one who is angry and can't forgive, for the one who feels shame and seeks forgiveness, for the one who has forgotten their own agency and voice, for the one without agency or voice, for the one who is driven by fear and insecurity, for the one who is about to give up, for the one who simply wants to feel loved. O Lord of stars and light, shine a light on the path. Your salvation comes according to your promise. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, for in the beginning was the word, and the word was God and with God. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. For your son, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life, the light, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, with what will we show our gratitude? What offering? What change? What commitment? How might we say thank you? Let us present our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. If you're making a financial offering, please use the text to give number 704 <laughs>
her in dedication. Gracious Lord, like the wise men, we gather our offerings and present them to you. For what you have given us out of love and grace, we give to you with gratitude and humility. May we continue to grow in the way we share our gifts, talents, and resources, following in the footsteps of your Son. We pray that you would receive our offerings and bind them to your will. Bless the gifts we present today for the work of your kingdom. Amen. Friends, may we head into the new year being confident in God's presence, being the love and light of Christ as we go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.